Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, episode 63, featuring, you already know, featuring the Young Kings Wrestling Sovereign Soundboard. I am TC Fontaine, joined by the Essential Wreak Havoc, and only the Essential Wreak Havoc today, as in most weeks, as in most episodes <laughs> recently over the past few months, it's just been me and Reek. But maybe we can get back to normalcy sometime. I don't know when. It's a matter of when. You know, Malik out here on the AAU circuit, pretty much. But shout out to Malik, man. Uh, I seen he posted something yesterday. One of his videos was featured in a hype package on FS1 yep. Premier Boxing Championships. So big shout out to Malik on that. Uh, also, uh, unrelated but somewhat related to that topic. Uh, shout out to my guy, Terrence Bud Crawford, 37 wins. Greatest pound for pound boxer in the world. I don't care what nobody say. I am biased because we from the same city. But even, even with the bias, it's still true. Stop playing with his name, though. I see people playing. I seen somebody on Friday night, the night before the fight, they was basically like, he not even top five. He ain't fought nobody. Knocked out Kel Brook in four rounds. So seems like he fought somebody and he, he did pretty pretty well. Errol Spence counts your days, boy. All right. We're going to get that title off Manny Pacquiao because he don't need it. He ain't doing nothing with it. So we're going to get that belt off him first. And then we're coming for them two belts that Spence got next year. Can't All wait. Right. Spence ain't nothing to play with now. That's that's when we really get in the conversation. No comment. Let me let me finish my intro. Uh, as, always, <laughs> as always, you can find us on most platforms, streaming podcasts, including Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. If you're listening on iTunes, go ahead, leave us a review, preferably five stars. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Uh, subscribe. I think you can subscribe because I, I wasn't sure about this a few episodes ago, but I think you can subscribe on iTunes as well. So do that. Uh, links to all the platforms are available at ykwrestling.com. Links to merch are available at ykwrestling.com. So go ahead, get you logo T. Y'all can't see it, but behind me on this amazing green screen, AKA this piece of green fabric that I bought at Walmart for $10 is behind me doing the job. It has a logo on it. That's our logo. If you want it on a shirt, go ahead mess with us uh also get some of them black lives matter tees uh you already know those funds will be uh donated as well so yeah man what's up reek how you living my guy out here living that work life yeah man oh honestly i've just been like just resting a lot you know what i'm saying like the, the cold hit me you know what i'm saying i was out of commission for a couple of days oh, so man. Been, like at that room weekend, no, 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 good, no, nah, ain't nothing crazy. But uh, I was like, I was sleeping a lot of days, so I was just recouping. So, all you can do, man, sleep and stay hydrated when you're sick and go right away, get you some fluids, get you some vitamins. I OD on orange juice whenever I'm sick, goes away. Uh, low key, orange juice know. and water. I'm about to, uh, I went in the gym today. I'm about to start watching War Games. War uh, Games! Number one, it's November. 
But number Bro, four. Hold on, hold on, hold on. War Games! Yes! You got it on the soundboard, my man. Nah, but uh, yeah, my, my folks, we go, uh, they, they got a trainer. This dude is like no joke. He, he's crazy workout. So he got this 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 thing that he does for his, his setup for his workouts. He calls it War Games. And it's like nonstop for however long the game goes and stuff like that. Bruh, that joint wears you out. Like, I was on the floor at the end of this because we split up in teams and stuff like that. So by the end, I'm like, I'm ready to go, son. <laughs> I'm dripping sweat, everything like that. You know what I'm saying? But it feels good, though. It's dope. Gotta get to work. You sweated that cold out. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I don't know cold now. But I, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, uh, I got to watch World Games now. This got me in the mood. Hey, you go, you go watch a, you're just going to watch the NXT version? Oh, yeah. going to check some WCW stuff. I up. think, um, I might, I might look at WCW, but, um, I my think favorite World Games in WCW was uh, the Horsemen versus NWO, 1997. Mm. Ball, bro. That's, that's probably my favorite one. Yeah, that's fire. Um, I think the one, the only one I didn't see, in NXT was uh, Undisputed Era against Ricochet, Dunn, and the War Raiders. So, like, I gotta, I gotta look at that. That, I know that solid. one's solid. Yeah, I know that one. That's the one where they, uh, they, they locked Pete Dunn in the in the pod, and they threw the key yeah. out. Yeah, that was a fun spot. And he came out there, uh, no pun intended, wreaking havoc uh, on the Undisputed Era. Crazy. I hear that phrase a lot more lately. It just it flows sometimes in the conversation. You just gotta yeah. be like, ain't nobody thinking about you, but it's just covering conversation. Listen, listen. All I'm saying is one of these days, all y'all gonna have to start paying me. That's all I'm saying. Hey, one of these days. I'm I'm saying, bro, there there's a there is a legal way in America to to make sure you get paid for that. So that's right. That's right. I, I would look into those options if I were you. Because <laughs> you got a marketable little name, you got going there. So. Telling you, man. Like I, I gotta, I'll I gotta you. get it. I gotta get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep you safe because you, you know, you, you co-host and stuff like yeah, that. But everybody else gotta cut that check. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be name dropping. Like, nah, man. You don't have problems. Hey, you, second, you. I see. Second, I see wreak havoc on a T-shirt, and it's not mine. We got problems. Hey. Right. Show him the money. Hey man. Uh what you been watching? You been watching any wrestling lately? Uh other than you know, currently during the week. Um that that that's really been it. I've just been like staying up to date with it because I'm at work, I don't be doing nothing. So I just tune into the shows for the rest of the night. It was an alright week, I guess you could say that. You know, uh nothing crazy. But you know, it's building to Survivor Series, so we know we ain't gonna yeah. see a whole lot in the way of story. It's just gonna be, you know, matching people up on either side. I see this. this they're really trying to tease the whole uh, McIntyre Reigns thing. And that that is a red herring. Uh, we recording on Sunday night, so if you're listening to this on Monday tonight, you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is a red hair because tomorrow night is 
so so right now Survivor Series is is Roman Reigns Universal Champion. He's set to take on uh, Randy Orton, who's a WWE Champion. Uh, but Randy Orton may or may not walk into Survivor Series with the title because he is facing Drew McIntyre tomorrow. So I'm just gonna go out on a hunch that Randy Orton will not be facing Roman Reigns next Sunday at Survivor Series. I'm also gonna go out on a limb and say neither will Drew McIntyre because you got that boy Mike. The Miz Mazanin waiting with that money in the bank contract. Uh, almost 10 years to the day. Actually, be next Monday, would be 10 years to the day. That Miz won his first championship by cashing in that money in the bank on Raw. So I'm just saying, history might repeat itself 10 years later. I'm just saying, last time the Lakers won a championship was in 2010. They didn't win one again for 10 years. Same thing with Mike Mazanin. I'm just saying that's my theory. I'm going with. You know, uh, I don't doubt that he'll try. I was gonna be mad too. Not me. I'm loving. No, I would. I wouldn't be. I, I said he he needs to get another run, but I just. I got a lot of wild hot takes. Oh, do you now? We we gonna have to hear these. Actually, um, you know what? This wasn't even on the plan, but then I just remembered the way our schedules is set up. This is this is officially now. Survivor Series prediction show. Because okay. I got some hot takes for uh for Survivor Series as well. Okay, so us. Um go we'll add that to the itinerary. Bet. But um I don't doubt that he'll try. I, I mean, you know, it would make sense. Uh him succeeding at it, I'm not I don't know if I put my dollar on that because Miz and Roman at Survivor Series? Eh, I, I, I was going to be mad, though. I don't see why. I mean... Well, it's like, do y'all want to see Randy Orton and Roman? Those are my guys, no, but, like, no. realistically... Then I, and that's my thing. That's why I say, like, I, I wouldn't... I would rather it be somebody else. Uh, But... I couldn't see Miz jumping into that spot, honestly. Like, there's no, they got history, mm. sure. But, you know, Miz is a heel, Roman's a heel, and Roman ain't going to take him seriously. And I, I don't know, man. It just, it don't seem like it, it will flow right. And, you know, uh, from everything I've read in the last couple months, um, people backstage are kind of looking at McIntyre Roman as like this generation's rock and stone cold. I don't see it that way, but you know, they're definitely two of the, you know, top guys either which way. And the match would be dope because they've had good matches before, but I don't know if it is a red herring, you know, I could live with that, but I don't know. I, I don't see the point in, you know, even putting it out there just to, just to throw people off. You know, it just, I don't know. That's, uh, that's a tough slow. sell. That's a tough sell. But, uh, this is just if I was booking it, Miz is champion. Miz would have been champion four years ago if I was booking shit, but can't have your cake and eat it too. 
that's when he should. You know what? That was the year I said he should have won the championship because that was when he was like, I forget which reign it was as IC champ, but this was after the talking smack thing. And the rest of that year, he was on fire. But I said, yo, if this, if this is the miss we're going to get for the foreseeable future, he needs to have a world title run. But they don't want to listen. And they had the perfect opportunity to do it last year. Oh, yeah. With, with the whole thing with Shane, and they didn't do it. And it was just like, eh. And yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that here. Uh, what else I've been watching, man? I, I think I watched uh, – I actually fell asleep in the middle of it, right right towards the end of it. I need to go run it back. Uh, probably the best – Five on five men's uh, traditional Survivor Series match ever in 2005. Uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Randy Orton, sole survivor, uh, gets interrupted by Undertaker. I fell asleep before all the good shit happened. But I was about to say which one because you know, it's did. the greatest Survivor Series uh, yeah. match, match no hammer of all time. No question. Uh, so I, I was watching that. Uh, I'm, I'm finally finally coming to the end of the the longest drawn out damn angle in wrestling history 2001 my 2001 watch is almost complete i got about a month and a half left i've been watching since uh the end of march bro team uh team wwf versus team alliance i'm watching that survivor series Uh, i'm in the middle of it uh can't wait, cause, cause, bro, that shit was. I've been over it since like August. Just like watching it every week. I'm like, man, almost, almost gave up a couple weeks. I was like, I can't do this. But 2001 is a long year to try to get through. Watching this, watching, <laughs> watching Raw and SmackDown, cause it's like the titles switch hands every single week. Like every week, a new championship switches hands, whether it's uh, a WWE championship or the WCW equivalent, somebody winning that shit is just bouncing back and forth. You got guys uh, from the WWE side going over to their side because they didn't have no star power. It, it's a mess. It's it's a mess to to look back on. Yeah, it's uh, too many hits and misses. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, also, I watched. Uh, we can we can kind of segue into this. I. I watched uh, Impact. They had their 14th edition of Turning Point last night. Uh, so I just figured, like, yeah, I've been trying to, I've been looking to get this Impact Plus subscription for for a while now. So I went and got it. Uh, free trial, I did not know. I was just going, I was going to buy it anyway. But I seen I had a free trial for 30 days, which means I get next month's pay-per-view special as well, final resolution for free. And now I'm probably going, uh, probably going to discontinue it. Cause, Cause, Christmas is coming up, and I, I gotta get gifts for people. So I uh, say, like, <laughs> watch that dollar. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm I'm keep an eye out on that. But uh, I started checking out some old uh, Impact stuff, and I might I might be uh, abandoning my WWE subscription for the next thirty days while I watch a lot of Impact that uh, I just missed out on because I stopped watching Impact in 2010. Up until January of this year, so mm. a lot of stuff I missed out on, so I'm gonna have to catch up. But 
uh, we had a solid card uh, for this year's edition of Turning Point. I'm going to just run it down real quick. Uh, I'm assuming Reek did not watch it. Nope, sure didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let me just start it. The only thing, it. Only um, thing I, I saw, I, know I didn't see it, but the only thing I looked at that I was like paying close attention to was Deanna Perazzo. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, she oh, it was going crazy. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that. Uh, yeah. First off, we had a uh, kick it off the event. Eddie Edwards uh, defeated Davari. Uh, I did not know Davari was in TNA. <laughs> Yeah, I come to well, find. I, I did because I know he showed up to that battle royal at the yeah, last one. I didn't see him show up to that battle royal. I didn't watch. I didn't watch Bound for Glory. I was uh, I was on set filming. Y'all, y'all listen to the show. I am an actor, so I be on set sometimes, and I was on set during this, so I was just kind of following it on Twitter. But I missed Devari show up. I had no idea he was on the roster. Uh, <laughs> it was cool. Uh, we had Rosemary. And Ty Valkyrie defeated uh, Tennille Dashwood and Jordan Grace. Uh, Tennille Dashwood's uh, hopes and dreams of having a tag team partner seems to be slowly slipping away. Um, this one uh, is not on my list. I remember it happening. So let me go find out who won this. Uh, in, in the most in the most TNA thing that TNA could possibly do still to this day. We had a match between Hornswoggle and Kurt Hawkins. I heard about that. Why? And, uh, and their non-WWE names, Brian Myers uh, and Swoggle. And uh, Brian Myers got the win. And Hornswoggle hit uh, a very good-looking German suplex. Yeah, I didn't know he had it in him. So... Oh. Duplex City, got a new mayor. I don't know how I feel. No, no, this we we're not doing that. We're not doing hey, that. Hey, hey, Brock contract expired, man. Somebody else got to take the mantle. Listen, listen. Until Brock come back, that's that's a half a German suplex that don't even count. You say that that shit that shit was. Hey, since it's Hornswoggle, we're gonna call it an Irish suplex. Hornswoggle's not even Irish, but. I'm about to say, I don't think he's, he is, but... He's not. <sighs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, Chris Saban and James Storm uh, defeated Triple XL. Yes, you heard that correctly. Chris Saban and James Storm. Motor City Machine Guns meets Beer Money uh, or America's Most Wanted, depending on what era of TNA you affiliate yourself with. Uh, they defeated Triple XL. That was pretty cool. Uh, in the defeat Rohit challenge for the X Division Championship, Rohit Raju defends the title successfully against Cousin Jake. Uh, I kind of tuned out of that one, but Rohit been balling for, for the past couple of months, so shout out to him. Uh, Willie Mack defeated Moose by disqualification. Uh, ref was going to stop the match and award the victory to Moose, but he did not let up. From beating the shit out of Willie Mac. He's been on Willie Mac's ass for the last three weeks. Uh, let's stop all this black on black crime impact. I don't like it. They do. <laughs> it's uh, turned into a habit. Uh, next up, uh, history being made. The Good Brothers, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson defeated the North to win the Impact World Tag Team Championships. They are only the second team in history to hold championships in WWE, Impact, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, second after the Dudley Boys slash Team 3D. Some good company to be in. Yes, sir. 
Some, some good uh, exclusive company to be in amongst only two teams. Uh, and the next match uh, for the Knockouts Championship, uh, Deanna Perrazzo regains the championship for a second time against Sue Young. Uh, no disqualification match. That was going crazy. Uh, I've been seeing Deanna Perrazzo be in a lot of hardcore matches, it seems like, in Impact. And uh, she shows out every single time. So, big fan. And, uh, uh, man, I don't really say this much, but NXT dropped the ball on that one. I've been said that. Like, I, I, I've said I've, I've said it before, but I, I don't say this much about NXT because they usually are good about certain things. But they, they dropped the ball with this one. It worked out well for both sides, though. They got a loaded division, so it would have been kind of difficult for Deanna to, to find her footing. So I think she's found her footing here. And she can always go back. Hey, man. I love me some Deanna Perrazzo. So uh, I'll never forgive NXT for dropping that particular ball, especially considering, you know, they have so many different you know, places that she, they could put her because of the depth they have. But, I mean, look, that that they lost TNA's game, I guess, because if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have had that banger that she had with Jordan, Jordan Grace. So, I mean, a win is a win. But, you know, at some point, some point she got to come on back because uh, TNA is not forever. True. Got news for that. <laughs> hey, news for people. hey, no, listen. It might be because, like, the fact that they still around and they still on TV and they still doing pay-per-views and people still go to their shows when when people were allowed to go to shows. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. Like the fact that they had their next pay-per-view is called Hard to Kill. Very own brand. Yeah, well, we know what that's about. Because because they are hard to kill. That's a fact. Hulk Hogan tried, Eric Bischoff tried, Vince Russo tried. Uh, what's the chick's name? Dixie Carter. She tried, and they still kicking. Uh, and they still putting on good content too. When Hogan and Bischoff try to kill something, it stay dead usually. Russo too. So that that does say. Oh yeah, definitely. Russo is cancer in human form. That might be dragging a little bit, but I don't care. Listen, if you know if you know about the man, you know it's just it's not a it's not a good situation when he comes to the door. Shout out to Vince Russo. Just, 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 just ask, um, just ask what's his name? Uh, God damn, why is his name not coming? I'm seeing his face, but his name is not coming to mind right now. What do you look uh, like? Uh, damn it. You need that Jeopardy I, music. I, I was RP Alex Trebek too. I, uh, oh. Host of WrestleMania Seven, so he he's he's a host of WrestleMania Seven. He's a, a long time LA Laker fan, like your boy. Me and him had a lot in common. That's all we had in common that I know of. But yeah, we like wrestling. We like the Lakers. Uh, Enough for me to have a lot of man's respect. So that's right. Recently figured out the name. No, nah, um, who, who was it that he has beef with? Oh, like, Bruce. forever. Oh, Cornette. There you go. Yeah, just ask him. Yeah. They say he's going to piss on his grave. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, wow. 
uh, and also in our main event on on this turning point, uh, Rich Swan defeated Sammy Callahan to retain the Impact Championship. Uh, that was a banger. So if you got Impact Plus, go check out that event. At least go check out the last two matches. But check out the whole thing. It was pretty good. It was free trial, so it's worth it. It's free. You can get all the old pay-per-views. Go watch all the old Kurt Angle versus Sting matches and the Kurt Angle and AJ Styles battles and the AJ Styles versus Christian. Go watch the the, uh, Ascent of Samoa Joe in TNA. I was outside for that. Those those was good times. Amazing times. And then it all went down. That's what TNA almost had. You ain't gonna lie, man. Like, like, I remember I was on the internet back then. And like TNA fans in 2007, 2008 got nothing on AEW's fan base today. Like, these guys really they really believe like it was over for WWE. And I, I admire that. Which is why like I look at AEW and they fans and I'm like, man, y'all, y'all ain't learn, bro. Y'all, y'all didn't learn from last time with TNA. It only takes like a couple people coming in and, and throwing their weight around for it to, you know what I'm saying? So like, y'all, y'all remember what happened last time. Don't you get tired of this shit? Ugh. Hey, man. Because let, let Impact get a little bit of steam and they might just overtake AEW. I, if they can get I, that, I that say, stench of being TNA off of their back, if people can just like tune in and just be like, oh, they got something good going over here. I won't say they can't, but um, they got to do something about the noise in there, man. Like, because it, it's or the lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, there's only so much you're gonna get out of people when you can't hear reactions and stuff like that. They can put on bangers as much as they want to all night long, but as long as AEW or WWE has that reaction to to build around what they're doing, it, it's it's gonna be hard to watch. Cause now it's like when you watch the Thunderdome or even AEW today, it's like. If you go back and look at what they was doing before that in the empty arenas and stuff like that, it's like, nah, that does not, it don't do it, man. It's going to be very hard for me to go back and watch WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, it it was hard to watch initially. And it's like, Like, initially it was cool. But I think in hindsight, just looking back, like, dang, how do we do this? I wasn't going to not watch because, you know, it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania, right. But it's like, damn, right. it's not WrestleMania. It don't feel like WrestleMania, though. It's not the same. Ah. Unless it was like a, a cinematic match or what Edge and Orton did. The rest of it was just like, oh. I don't know, man. They they all had, for the most part, they all had great matches. But it was just like, I'm just trying to picture Tampa and what the set is going to look like in the, the arena how much better this would have been. It's like, I was just... You know what really made me mad about it is that they didn't have the show where it was supposed to be held. And so I feel like they're going to push back this Vegas WrestleMania another year because apparently they haven't... uh, Not this upcoming, but the year after is going to be in Tampa where it originally was supposed to be. Which means they're not going to have it at the Raiders Stadium until like 2023. Either that... Or 
because uh, they've been talking a lot about potentially changing venues for this year's WrestleMania. Uh, Tampa would be safest place since they got you know everything set up already. Yeah, but um, you know if things still look you know sketchy going forward into January February, they're gonna be like, okay, so we're gonna go with the original plan, go to Tampa, have the WrestleMania there, and then next year go to LA. So that would set y'all back another year, unfortunately. Either way, it's setting us back. Yeah, yeah. that's unfortunate. Because that stadium is beautiful. I ain't been there yet. But go past it on the interstate at night. Yeah. It's amazing. Let's move on before I start gushing about that stadium. <laughs> uh, where do you want to go to, man? You want to talk about uh, Selena Vega? Yeah, let's go ahead and get that. Talk about Zelina Vega, man. Uh, if you've been under a rock, uh, Zelina Vega has been released from WWE. Uh, has a lot to do with the uh, the third party uh, amendum to the contracts that was issued last month. And uh, I think all signs point to Zelina Vega requesting her release. But when the lie is more entertaining than the truth, you can bend the narrative to make it seem like she posted a tweet about her supporting unionization and was fired 10 minutes later. That's not usually how things work uh, in a corporate setting. There's a lot of paperwork that needs to be filed before they put out statements about somebody being fired. And that takes a lot longer than 10 minutes to do. But when it helps the narrative, which is just like, the narrative should be against the company anyway to begin with. There's no need for the extra theater and performative, you know, bullshit going on. But me, I'm a person, I, I'm I'm just, I hate dishonest journalism. I, just, I despise dishonest journalism, not just in wrestling, but damn near everywhere. I hate dishonest journalism. The things I learned when I was going to journalism school, I didn't go to journalism school. I took some journalism classes, however. <laughs> <laughs> basic stuff but you get my drift yeah. all that stuff that I learned people do not apply that shit nowadays and it bothers me so much because I know nothing changed as much uh, only thing that changes the mediums that people are getting their journalism from or their news from their media intake it's not like we didn't have you know Twitter wasn't popping Twitter I think Twitter was only like two years old when I started taking journalism classes Nobody use that shit like that. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like But people I, use Twitter now to to be dishonest and I hate it. Yeah, I just started getting on Twitter like that within the last year and a half. It's just doing podcasting. But nah, uh But what's your take on this, man? It it's it's real messy. But this is this is the reality of the situation. Uh we, we we talked about this for a while, the whole new uh, edict from Vince that everyone that's using third party uh, things like Twitch and everything like that, they have to uh, shut it down and they're going to you know, consolidate everything under one roof so that you know, they can do what they got to do but they have to use you know, their, their, their names and you know, the company gets a slice of the pie, basically. So yeah, y'all can still make y'all money, but we're gonna make ours too. Uh, think about it was a lot of people 
in the company make more money on Twitch, on you know their, their streaming sites and everything like that than they do on their contracts, which is sad. But Zelina just so happens to be one of those people. So when the mandate came down, Zelina said, nah, I'm not doing that. In fact, she didn't shut down her Twitch and then she opened up an OnlyFans account just for her cosplay. And so OnlyFans had such a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah, everybody that, like and, and the thing is is listen, I'm not caving for Vince McMahon. But I, I will say this Vince McMahon ain't the one in charge. He's the one in charge, and he ain't the one in charge. Like the investors are the ones that's in charge. So if the investors find out that an employee of this family-friendly company that they invested their money into is on OnlyFans, it'd probably be a problem. Well, I mean, that's what a lot of people say. if they find out that this company they invested in, the employees, well, you know, I use that term loosely, but the employees are making a whole bunch of money elsewhere and they not getting any bit of residuals off of that, it'd be a problem for the investors. So I understand the need for this. Like you got to answer to all these people who invested in the company. That's why like we gotta look at it. it's not a like I always say this, it's not a wrestling company, it's a it's a digital media company that just happens to have wrestling on it. So a lot of shit just different from your typical wrestling company. They're not gonna operate the same. I think when more people understand that, not saying it's right, but it's just saying that's that's how things are. It's a capitalist society, it's stupid as fuck. I hate it, but that's how these things are. And that's how it's gonna be until something, you know, really, really changes. I think when it comes to the union stuff, um, a, a union for wrestlers is not easy to do. You well, know, it's, no. it's, it's not. Cause it's not when the, you know, your opposition is this. Yeah. And so. that, that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, one of, one of the things I've been, like, read about as this situation went on was that you know the combination of Zelina and Paige when she spoke about it and you know she just went off like you know because of how much she's given to the company and the fact that you know she can't wrestle anymore this has really been you know her main source of you know work income everything and it's been keeping her upright you know she's she hasn't been processing the fact that she can't wrestle anymore well but you know, using Twitch has been like her her escape from all, all of it. But the combination of that and what Zelina is doing, it was just like Vince is just showing that this 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 picture that he doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to have a conversation with talent about it. So, you know, like I said, it's probably not the, his choice. Yeah, yeah, he's like. They said if Zelina was getting fired over the unionization thing, then Vince wants to pick a very particular fight. And that 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 would get very messy. But you know, realistically, it, it could have been any combination of things. At, at the end of the day, you know, the reality is she put the tweet out about unionization after the fact. They just they found they, a way they just hadn't released it. a statement yet. Yeah, they so found a the way to yeah, but I don't know. This is really like this turned into a whole situation that is just going 
you're you, you gonna be on one of one or either side of the, the fence on this. And truth be told, at the end of the day, the, these people are independent contractors. We, they don't want to say it. We don't want to discuss it, but it's true. And if you're gonna have that, and the fact that the fact that they can go on these third-party sites and make more money than, than their contracts and they don't get health insurance on top of that it's like what do you want these people to do right. so i don't I, I don't know man like the the investors thing i understand because that's kind of above your head at the end of the day that's where your money's coming from that's where your main source of money's coming from but i don't know at some point you got to look at you know what's best for people and this, 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 this whole between Paige and Zelina, this is really gonna ruffle a lot of feathers backstage, and a lot of people are gonna look at them. So, like, I know I, I said this before. Uh, uh, what was it, AJ? You know, a lot of these people, you know, they, they say you know they WWE made them stars. AJ was a star long before WWE. He don't need WWE, and you know this. This is he's on the tail end of his tenure there. He's not like he's gonna be around for much longer. He's in his forties. He wants to watch his kids, you know, into his sports and stuff like that. And he's on one of these sites and stuff like that. I'm sure he probably wouldn't be hurting over contract money compared to on, on Twitch and everything. So, yeah, this is really gonna this is gonna draw a line, and I think we're gonna see a lot more situations coming up in the coming weeks, coming months, because this this is gonna piss some people off. It already did. I can I can see yeah. it. There's one way to resolve this, and uh, and somebody creating their own union is not the way. However, uh, this show, uh, WWE, their content comes on television. Uh, everything you see on television, as far as you know, scripted television shows, they have actors. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm I'm really trying to get at here is the people that write Raw and SmackDown. These writers from Hollywood, they're a part of a union. So why the performers can't be a part of SAG? It's an already existing union, SAG after. It's for actors. So why don't SAG just kind of step in and change some things up and find a, a loophole for, for that? Yeah. That way you don't have to put all the pressure on, on the wrestlers themselves. You do have to have enough people coming together to want to do it, but I think, you know, a little bit of a better option there than, than trying to start your own, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's true. I would say that. Starting your own seems virtually impossible, but yeah, it's a, it should be something to, you know, to keep, keep an eye on. So I don't want to comment too much on it is, is more so we're going to see, see what happens with this, uh, quote-unquote plane crash man uh also man uh, i just want to get into this get this out the way uh bella twins tease a return to the ring uh probably not gonna happen but hypothetically would you like to see it happen why not i said this let's, I, let's... I i said this they let's... legends they legends i was on a Shout out to the Smacking and Raw podcast, man. I was on the Smacking and Raw podcast this week. Go ahead and check them out. Uh, the number one wrestling porn. Uh, 
let me say that again the number one wrestling podcast on Porto. yeah <laughs> couldn't get that one out uh go check them out i said this on there and the bellas they are legends they, they they came up from literally just being eye candy valets with no ring experience and, and they improved significantly in their icons they have transcended wrestling the most recent person to transcend wrestling and they were a duo that came from the same womb that one of them wished the other died in, but we're not going to get into that. What you think about, bro? They're legends? They are. By what metrics, sir? I'm going to tell you why. I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to give said, them... They transcended. They transcended. That's legendary in its own. Like, they may not be, like, legendary in a wrestling sense, but, like, in all other ways, they legends. And that's undeniable. I will say, they use their marketability to the fullest extent. And I, that they deserve credit for, because at the end of the day, we just, we just talked about this. This is more of a uh, an entertainment you know, uh, company for TV. It's more that than it is wrestling when it comes to WWE, especially now. So from that perspective, yeah, they used their marketability to the best possible extent they could. And they even got other people featured on TV. So that, that helps. And, you know, you could even, if you really want to stretch it, you could argue that had it not been for, you know, total divas and everything like that, we might not have gotten evolution. You could argue that point if you really wanted to. That's facts. So that's, that's a legitimate truth also, by the way. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think total divas, Total Divas caused the the women's division to have a, a higher outreach yeah. than it had. And they, they were able to reach out to women who weren't wrestling fans by their, their fans of entertainment. Like women, not, not to sound sexist or nothing, women like gossip, women like celebrity entertainment. Right. And Total Divas allowed them to reach that new demographic. And a lot of those people became wrestling fans. A lot of those women became wrestling fans. They became fans of Stan's rather of the, the women who were on Total Divas, which is why we have Tamina Snooker Stan pages on Twitter because of Total Divas. Really? So if Tamina Snooker can get a Stan page on Twitter because of Total Divas, that just means you, you done reached out to a whole new group of people that just want to see women be women. And that's how we got evolution. I I can't count on my hand five matches that I've seen Tamina in. I can barely count. And Steve, I, bro. I saw her at WrestleMania. So that's one. WrestleMania and SummerSlam 2015. Like, they're the only notable Tamina matches I think. Like, how, I love Tamina. How, I just don't. How are you a stand of somebody that barely has a body of work is my question. Like, I don't know. And, it, and it, wait, it's not her fault. Because she's been it, she spent most of the time injured, so it's not like I'm, you know, trying to shit on her or nothing. Just like she does not have a full body of work nah. that you could be a stand of. Like, I don't know. um, yeah, the the, the 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 outreach of it, you know, the, the perspective of the business from the women's side, that that's really how you know give women a chance really started because you, you got to see a lot more from their point of view. Um, but honestly, the, the big thing about this, if they if they decide to come back, is you don't have a women's tag division. Tag team wrestling is dying in WWE slowly. 
and they are not even acknowledging it. But at the very least, you waited all this time to build a tag team division for the women, and it's it's barely skating by. So if you want to bring them in in a tag team role, do it, and we won't question. I will not complain an ounce about it. I won't care. I'll be happy because th- th- there's plenty to do with that. So yeah, by all means, let them come back in. Don't don't put them in a Raw Women's Tag Tag uh, Women's Title match. I don't want to see Nikki nowhere near the Raw Women's Title or the SmackDown Women's Title or Brie. Don't even think about it. That ship has sailed. <laughs> that sailed. That went out the window with the Divas Championship. You ain't right. getting no more title shots. But tag, tag team, team titles have a ball. You you can win ten women's tag. Those, those weren't around when they were then. Popping. Right. They could go ahead. They could win like ten women's tag team championships, and then then we can start having a legendary conversation. You know what I'm saying? Then I will gladly concede to that. But that, hey, that's about it. Name name me another woman in WWE history who held the Divas Championship longer than anybody else. That's legendary. It's a Divas Championship though. Bailey just held the the, the SmackDown Women's Title for like what three eighty. Yeah, that's that's the SmackDown Women's Title. We ain't talking about that. You talking about the other title? Ah, the D- which I it think was- Brie held it longer than Bailey held hers. I mean, not Brie, Nikki. Maybe. No, no. I feel like Nikki held about four hundred days. Uh, we can we can go we can go verify this. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can check that out. Uh, but my thing is, you know, Divas. Listen, Vicky Guerrero introduced the, the Divas Championship, and this is this was in like oh nine. All right. So I don't even in if never really mind, I was wrong. I was totally wrong. 301 days. Uh, but regardless, she's still the longest range. If I'm if I'm really being honest, I don't know how much I legitimize the Diva Championship because we were just watching an episode of SmackDown one day and Vicky just unveiled this butterfly championship. So I have never truly uh legitimized in my eyes the Divas Championship ever. Not even when so, AJ had it. Or, or when Beth had it, or, or Michelle McCool, or, or Charlie Flair. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say AJ only because that was where like things started to turn around a little bit because Paige showed up, and you know I I stopped using women's matches from you like Lay Cool. I did, but it was just like they didn't, they didn't they didn't need the championship for that. Like they that that whole thing that they had going between Michelle and Layla that they could have did that without a title. And Natty, don't please don't get me started with Natty. Ugh. I'm I'm so I'm so over that woman. And you didn't think Beth Phoenix was a legit Divas champ? I thought she was a legit women's champ. She I thought to me I thought that was devaluing Beth Phoenix because I thought she was a great women's champion when she beat Candice. Back in 07 and she was women's champion, I thought she should have held it for at least a year plus. So for me, the Divas Championship was a step down. I thought Beth should have had her own championship. That was bullshit, my eyes. They gave her the Divas because nobody else could really legitimize it. So nope. And listen, listen. They was it was having just, Kelly Kelly win it. Yeah, right. Like, they don't love was, Kelly Kelly, but come on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, man, this was this was, this thing was a trinket. Like, this was not, this was never hidden. This was really like uh a if I had a daughter back then, I would have got her a little replica, though. But, but that, that's what it was for, though. It's, you know, the, the marketability. It's yeah. like a toy. You know what I'm saying? That that was a representation of how they saw the women's division at the time because they weren't taking it seriously. And that that, that I guess that's why, really, I, I never really took much stock in that title because it's like, 
I can't take it seriously if y'all don't look like you're taking it seriously. That's just that's, that's just how I was looking at it the whole time. So when Charlotte got to that point where they were like, okay, we're gonna have a women's championship and we're gonna do away with it. I'm like, thank God, because I'm I'm done with this. Fair man. So uh all in all, this long ass segment, just for us to say at the end of the day, we want to see the fellas come back. Yeah, let them do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, this week, man, AEW announced their AEW Games division uh, with the teaser of their next gen game developed by Ukes. It was also developed by AKI, uh, notably the developer responsible for the greatest wrestling video game of all time, No Mercy, on the Nintendo 64. What do we think about this? The greatest? The greatest. The greatest is Warzone, sir. Warzone. <laughs> no. The greatest is Warzone. You're not about to convince me that any game is better than No Mercy. Bro, bro, I live and die by this to my dying breath. I don't care what WWE... Second best Mercy ever is SmackDown vs. Raw. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Uh, but now, nah, WWE can make virtual reality video games. And I still will say that number one for me was Warzone, hands down. And I, I look, I, I played No Mercy. I played um, Warzone wasn't even better than WrestleMania 2000. What, bro, bro, stop it, stop it. WrestleMania 2000 was I at best. Warzone was popping. You know what I used to hate about WrestleMania 2000? And you get to the end, like you you do the road to WrestleMania mode, mm-hmm. and then you unlock Shawn Michaels, and he just kick your ass for five minutes. You can't get no offense in on Shawn Michaels at all. That used to have me hot. Ugh. Was I, I? I never understood because I'm like, isn't this during the period where he injured? How's he like OP in the video game? He ain't even been around for. Why is Steven Richards the boss in No Mercy though? I have no idea. That never makes sense. Well, what do you think about this AEW game, though? Yeah. Um, so I saw I saw some of the clips and stuff like that. And I guess they're still in the early development stages. Um, if they still need to iron that out, I guess it'll look pretty decent. But, hey, listen. Variety in, in the, the, the biggest, the best thing about, you know, stuff like this is having variety in, in you know, your, your content in terms of video games. So... You know, for this, I I would like to see how it turns out. If it's going to be a game like, uh, from what it looks like, kind of uh, looks like WWE All-Stars a little bit. If it's going to be something like that, I don't care for it. But uh, if they're going to have it structured more so, like, more realistic. Then, simulation. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could dig that, no doubt. Um I don't know if this is going to be a one-off thing or if they're going to have like a, a regular yearly drop with, with new players, new content, new, uh, uh, what's it, what's it called? It new, uh, player modes and stuff like that. Um, I guess, I guess I can get down with that. You know, I just, I, I feel bad for all the girls that want to play cause y'all ain't going to have a lot of options cause that yeah. women's division is thin, <laughs> but Maybe by the time the game come out, it's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
if they include like you know people from like NWA and uh maybe if they include don't play like, the Rock and Roll Express. Oh God, no, no. <laughs> um, I know that they're supposed to be working with New Japan. If they can like add some players from from that, oh yeah, we we would be talking like yeah. if they have a, if they have a feature where you could use people from New Japan and put them in AEW. I'm copying that game ASAP. Thanks. So, like, it, it depends on how far they take this. So, it's got the unlimited potential for me. But it's just, it, it depends on where they Yeah, yeah. Indeed, man. I can't wait uh, to, to do the story mode on this game and I get number one to the top of the rankings and I still got to get number one contender matches to win a title shot. I can't wait for that. Oh. That's going to be my favorite part about playing the game. We gonna have to. We gonna have to. Yes, that uh, that was that was a shot at how AEW runs things. We gonna have to do shots at y'all. Bang, 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 bang. We gonna have to do a segment one day where we really ask what is the ranking system in AEW? What is what is it? What is its purpose? And why is it there? Nobody knows. Cause uh, I'm struggling with it. I'm really struggling with it. And I should be struggling yeah. with it because it's a very simple concept. From what I understood of it, it was supposed to be a simple concept, but it, apparently it's not. It's so fake. We got to revisit this because I I need some some clarity. It's fake. It's all an angle. As a, as the Pope Elijah Burke told us, it's all an angle. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, it is what it is, man. But uh, we're going we're gonna to hear some more information about that coming up soon. And uh, I might, you know, I might get it. I don't know. I don't play games no more. I stopped playing games with 2K, the last 2K that came out. I got it for like $3 on the PS4 store. And uh, what, what, 20? Botchamania? No, not the one. No, no, no. Not WWE. Um, oh. NBA. Oh. It was like three dollars. Like I got a couple summers ago. I think it was last summer. I think it was yeah. It was it was two K nineteen. Got it for got it for cheap. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm glad I ain't paid sixty dollars for this. I haven't played video games since. So my PS4 just collecting dust uh, every now and again. I might use it to watch Netflix, but all the time I, I got you know I got other ways to watch Netflix. So it's kind of just there, which is why I don't really care about getting the PS5. I might get it eventually. I was going. I was going to ask you. You've been out here trying to, trying to scour these streets to get your hands on one. Cause I've seen people I, reselling their PS fives, and I'm like, man, you gotta be a dumbass to 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 get a resold PS five. Like they gonna have more than motherfuckers available. Calm your ass down. And that that was my point too. It's like, I mean, y'all not like limited release shoes, my nigga. It's, it's a it's a console. They out here crashing sites about this. Like, I honestly, I was at work Thursday. What was it? It was, I think it was the, the night, the night it dropped. I'm at work and I work overnight. So it's like, I'm going to be up all night anyway. Let me just look because Target said they was going to have a bunch on sale, whatever. And it's like 1230 just drops. Okay, cool. And I saw one in, in, uh, at Target. I'm like, okay, shit. I didn't think it was going to be that easy. Cool. Click. Soon as I get to the page to check out to um like sign out and everything like that, shit's gone. I'm like, oh hold up, y'all getting down like that? I go back, out of stock. Best Buy out, GameStop out. Like y'all just wilding about this. 
Like it's really not that serious. And, and they had they had restocks throughout the day. And I, I was watching people like on Facebook and everything like that. They're like, yo, two minutes, it's gone. Like if you not, you gotta be on the page and refresh it every 10 seconds on the minute. And even then you still might not get it. Like, why are y'all doing this to yourselves? Why? Tough break, nigga. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Like, I don't know either. But uh, what I do know, man, next Sunday, we got Survivor Series. And, uh, you know, because our timing is a little bit off, we're going we gonna to do predictions on an incomplete card. But uh, we got six matches so far. I think I think these are all the matches that we're going to have. They've been announced already. Um, yeah, let's get into it, bro. Uh, kicking it off, Team Raw, AJ Styles, the captain. Uh, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and uh, and Matt Riddle. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do the last name shit. Uh, versus Team SmackDown. Uh, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and a member to be determined. Uh, I'm just gonna go out on a hunch and say that member will be Biggie. Uh, who wins this one? Ooh, I'm gonna say probably Team Raw, just because you know. If you follow, you know, the whole thing about the, the dysfunction. With they don't the got team, no chemistry, apparently. They can't get along. And they're fighting each other. Typically speaking, you know, historically speaking, that usually leads to that team winning in the end because they find they find a way during the match to say, all right, we're going to suck it up and we're going to get this shit done. Or they do something real crazy during the match like throwing people into each other and causing some kind of wild spot. But yeah, if if, if the the way they're they're building this up with the the dissension between the, the, the five of them is like they're probably gonna be the ones to win it. And I would think if anybody is gonna be the last man standing it'll probably be AJ just because he claims himself to be the captain. But I would like to see Keith Lee because that's what you brought him up for. And I need to, there's another reason I want Big E in this match. I need a, a Keith Lee and a Big E stare off. Yes. Yes. I need a big meaty men smacking me. I think Big E, I think uh, Keith probably one of the only dudes to, to make Big E look small. Now, Big E look kind of small standing next to the Street Profits. It's well, just because yeah, they taller than him. Uh, you'll say, yeah, because they got they got height. Keith just be standing next to this nigga. He just sized up. I need that big meaty man slapping meat on the soundboard, too. <laughs> but I like saying it myself because that's why I don't want to add it. I like saying it. <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's move on. Uh, uh, team Raw for women. <laughs> <laughs> Team Raw uh, for the women's uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana versus Team SmackDown, uh, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two members to be determined. And, and like previous match, I'm going to go out on a hunch because uh, the only women who have not qualified yet uh, who are eligible to qualify who make the most sense, uh, Bailey and Carmella. Really the only ones. 
Natty can't get another title shot. I mean, a title shot. She can't get another chance. Uh, she lost. But watch, but watch she do. I hope not. It's Bailey and Carmella. Let's leave it at that. It's not going to be Bailey and Carmella. It'll probably be Carmella. It got to be Bailey. But, uh... You got to have Bailey do something. It's Bailey. Come on. She got to do something. Right. She got. She ain't doing nothing at this show. She got to do something. Carmella, I hope she, I hope she get in on Natty. That who you got on this team? I'm telling you right now. Um, to be honest, let me tell you. Let me tell. Let me tell. Let me tell the people who I got. Here's one of my oh, hot takes. God. Team Raw oh. is going to walk out with the win here, and Team Raw is only going to have one person remaining at the end of this match, and that one person is going to be Lana. Lana's going to be the sole survivor. She's been getting put through tables literally every week for literally the last eight weeks, two months, two straight months of Monday Night Raw episodes. Might be one more remaining tomorrow. We will see. But she has gone through an announce table every week for the last two months. That's leading to something. Because by that fifth week, she started to gain some sympathy from people. And it's just a matter of time. That's what we're going to see. You know something. Just wait on it. You know. But who you got winning? Uh, you know, they, they, they say that spoken word has a lot of power. And the more you keep saying something, the more the universe tends to respond. And I think you keep saying this because you want me to be miserable in life. Because you didn't said this now for the last couple weeks. And I keep watching Lana go through tables. And I, I, I've already read you know, constant article after article about how they're trying to turn Lana babyface and push her as a top babyface. So now I'm forced to grip with the possible reality that I'm going to see Lana as a sole survivor in a Survivor Series match. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be happy with it. I'm going to I'm going to give the great an F if that happens, just out of pure spite because I just I don't want to see it. But as sad as that is, and as much as I'm against it, that's probably what's going to happen. And I'm upset about that. I'm very upset about it. Highly upset. I don't want it. I really don't. Man, um, in the words of the great Terrius Gray, a.k.a. Juvenile, a.k.a. Juvie the Great, I want it in my life. I need it in my life. Come put it in my life. I can live without it. I just need to see the anger of wrestling fans all over the social media. That what oh, keeps me going. That keeps me going in life. People is getting irrationally angry over the, the smallest shit on this soap opera that we watch. Look, I'm I'm not gonna be like extra like a lot of these fans out here, but I'm gonna be petty. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna give the great. I'm gonna give the great F. I don't care if the match is phenomenal. I'm gonna give the great F just for the fact that she won the Soul Survivor. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, next up, uh, Bobby Lashley, U.S. Champion versus Sami Zayn, Intercontinental Champion. Who wins this one? Sami can't pull that bullshit he did on Apollo Lashley. He can't do that. I really don't care to be honest with this one because. Honest, honest to God, I just want to see some. I'm here to tell you right now, 
We don't care. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I I I, I just want to see the, the, you rectify the situation from what was it like two years ago, because they had they had what seemed to be you know an interesting feud before he had three grown men dress up as women and pretend to be Lashley's sisters. You know that was that took me completely out of that rivalry. So you know, I, I forgot about that, and they haven't even brought that up. Good, and I hope it stays it's good. Thing. Same. But it's like, this is why I need to see, I just need to see a better result. I need to see, you know, a, a better focus on just the two of them trying to beat the shit out of each other. That's all I need. Give me a good solid match, a clear winner, and that's it. Um, if I had to pick, it's probably going to be Lashley. I don't, if if we are trying to keep the the Hurt business as the, you know, the dominant stable and everything like that. Sammy don't got no friends at this point. I don't see any logic in Lashley losing unless it's like some real flunky shit or unless Sammy does have a friend out there that we haven't seen yet. And apparently, you know, he's going to show up at Survivor Series, but that's something unforeseen. So barring anything unforeseen, I would go with Lashley. I'm going to roll with Lashley too. It's because it makes the most sense. Um, and, And Lashley can't afford a loss like Sami Zayn can. Sami Zayn can lose and keep it pushing. I think Lashley loses, it, it, it ruins a lot of the mystique and appeal of the Hurt Business, especially speaking of the Hurt Business. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin uh, will be facing off with the New Day uh, tomorrow night for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, and the winner of that will go on to face the Street Profits. So uh, I got two questions for you, Reek. One, who will the Street Profits be facing and two, who wins this match? Oh, see, this puts me in a bind. Because if it were anybody else, if it were anybody else, I would say hit the green light, let the Hurt Business win the titles, and let them go to see the Street Profits. But I have been adamant, as we all have, I want to see New Day versus Street Profits. I will accept nothing but New Day versus Street Profits. So New Day is going to win this match. Come hell or high water, somehow, some way. I don't care if they got to cheat. They're going to win this match. They're going to go to some. Or at the very least, they lose by some sort of antics or disqualification or contest, and they still walk out with the titles. That's fine. I live with that. They're going to win. I I don't care how they do it. Figure it out. I I waited too long for this. So they're going to win. There is going to be New Day for Street Profits because I'm I'm, going to tell you something. Biggie in these segments with Street Profits, I don't care if Biggie don't wrestle again for the rest of the month. If you just keep giving me that, I'm happy because that that stuff is gold. When you put the three of them in together, it's like that that thing with the the, the other day with, with the, the the L's. <laughs> it's like you serving you serving food to L's. They gave him a plate of collard greens. Yeah, he was something. He ate ate it up like he had on like fucking coke or something. Yeah, I'm like yo, bro. Nah, like that, that that stuff is solid. So y'all have to have this match. You can't you can't mess with it. If it was if if it wasn't Survivor Series, I could see the Hurt Business winning. But nah, man, you can't you can't mess with this. I need to see it. Who wins? Don't so was between Profits and New Day. Yeah. Woo. Damn, that's a good question. I gotta say, man, the Profits they gotta win. They got to because, 
it's, it's, I think it's, it's, a, it's going to be passing a the passing of the torch situation. Oh. Like, one, you can't, you can't have the New Day's other partner basically call these dudes a great value ripoff of the New Day and then have them lose. Because then I just proved people right and that would, that would ruin the perception of the Street Profits. Street Profits, the New Day, they already established. New Day got a WWE champion on their squad. Can you imagine the former WWE champion putting over the Street Profits? Like Kofi. Kofi was the high flyer 10 years ago. He was exciting dude. Like Montez Ford is that now. Montez Ford getting the pin over Kofi is, is going to be symbolic. And I will accept nothing other. Oh. Much as I love the New Day. Damn. You talked me into it. Shit. Go Street Profits. I'm with it. Hey. Hashtag swag bringing hours. I was I was leaning towards New Day, but like, nah, that, that argument just got me. Like, yo, I fucks with that. I like that. <laughs> he got the solo cup. All day. Uh, next up, uh, this might be a shocker to you, what I'm about to say. Uh, we got Asuka, uh, Raw Women's Champion versus the SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. And uh, let me just say, after watching them fight for most of this past summer, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's no heat going into it. They both baby faces. There's just no heat going into this match at all. We've seen the match is going to be good. It's going to be a good match. I'm not saying that, like I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. It's just that I, I could I could care less who wins this match or loses this match. So you mean to tell me Sasha probably going to lose? We didn't Carmella might. We didn't spend all this time clamoring for the Sasha win, and Sasha won finally. And now she's going into a champion versus champion match, and it does not have your interest. I've seen, like I said, I've seen it so many times this year alone. Nah, nah, I got you. I'm, I'm honestly, and there's, like I said, there's no heat going into it. Now, if Sasha, if Sasha was still a heel, then yeah. But she I, honestly, I don't, I don't even know if then because it's like it's the same story from the summer, and it's more to me that. This run from Oscar as Raw Women's Champion has been dead. Very lackluster. Dead on arrival. Like, when she, I, I she thought, I thought title, Sheeta's reign was bad, but Oscar is up there too. Nah, see, Sheeta's, with Sheeta, it's like they don't, I've said this before, they don't give her consistent, you know, competition that, you know, is up to her level. It's like she beats a bunch of dead on, the, like, you know, a bunch of duds week on end. And then, then after that, she'll give her something that's solid that she can have a great match with. Well, Asuka, it's like they haven't even. I don't remember the last time I saw seen Asuka on Raw in like a decent match. Other than that, that thing with Nia Jax like a week ago, which was like was a two minute whatever thing. Yeah, it's like that was more so to push the Nia and Lana shit. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like she hasn't been featured. We haven't seen like ever since she won it at SummerSlam. It's like she had one. She had she defended against Lana. She had that match with Nia. And again, it was all to further a different narrative that had nothing to do with Oscar. Like they just dropped the value of it. They haven't really made it seem important anymore. So I don't know if that has to do with Oscar or if they're just not caring about the title, but it's like, y'all have to fix that situation. Like the SmackDown Women's Championship has been featured and it's been a top storyline on SmackDown. 
Raw has not been keeping the same energy. So that's really what's taking me out of this because you got one side that's on, one side that's off. Not to mention the fact that we've seen these two going at it all summer long. So uh, you might need to change champs. That's, that's what I'm saying. You might need to change champs up. I don't know hey. who, but something got to change with that. I feel like we're going to have a new champ eventually. <sighs> like, as, as soon as next week after Survivor Series. I feel like somebody's going to be very, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, generous. Somebody's going to be very generous and offer our sole survivor of the Raw women's team, Lana, a championship match against Oscar and Lana going to win it. And Reek is going to be stressed. And me, I'm going to just be laughing at everybody being mad at it while I just like play Lana's theme song on repeat. Because me, I thrive off of negativity and I love chaos. See, see you you the one that they be talking about when they call it toxic. That That's you. Cause I don't know, I don't know why you wish this type of misery on my life. <laughs> like I, I'm not, I'm not mentally equipped to not only see this woman win as a Soul Survivor Survivor Series, but to see her holding up a championship. I might go, I might get depressed. I might literally get depressed. Hey, but we gonna cross that bridge uh, if we ever come to it. But who wins this match? Oh. I got Oscar winning. I think I think Carmella calls the calls Sasha the champion, not the championship, but she calls her the match, and they uh, and they do battle at TLC next month. I think so. I think Sasha wins. Yeah, I go with Sasha because she hasn't beat Oscar yet, has she? Ooh, no, she hasn't. Not legitimately. And it, and if if you're really gonna try to push Sasha as a face, which I not for, I said this before, she's not a good face. But they're really gonna try to push it. She should beat, you know, that one person she hasn't beat yet. Like Becky last right. year. She, she I'm, never changing, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. So it's like, why not? If we're really gonna go down this road again. I'm changing it. You're right. You right. Uh and uh in our main event, uh the tribal chief, the universal champion Roman Reigns, uh versus the Miz. Who wins? Or Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre. I already told y'all I think it's gonna be the mix. But Roman Reigns versus whoever, who who wins? Uh who's he gonna face first? Who do you think he's gonna face? I already said who he's gonna face. But who you think he's gonna face? Um I I'm uh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna stick with Drew just because they they they've done a lot of booking. It doesn't make sense, you know, in the, in the long term. But I I just I can't see them, you know, going out of their way to you know really as as far as to make to get Drew McIntyre on SmackDown and have a match with Jay, just to not have him go into that main event. That that that's like even as a red herring. It's like, bro. And Randy's why? always seemed like a transitional champion from when he won it. Anyway, well, I mean, when he first won it, I, I I thought you know, from what they had been talking about for the longest time, is that you know let him carry the championship up to like Mania, and when Edge comes back, they 
blow off that feud, and maybe we see Edge get a run for a little bit. But um, nah, I mean, he can always win it back down the line. We still got plenty of times. Uh, ultimately, I don't care who gets into the spot. It could be Miz, it could be Randy, it could be Drew. Roman's going to win because big dog energy. Because that, that tribal chief sauce is hidden at all times. And when you get up in there with Roman in Hitting 2020. With that, yeah, when you get in there with Roman in 2020, that's your ass, Mr. Postman. Because that this dude is different, bro. I, after Hell in the Cell, I, I don't know if I'll ever pick against Roman for the rest of the year. Like, this dude is just clicking. I ain't picking against Roman until Mania, and, and even now, I'm going to have to see who he face. Yeah. To really be able to pick against him. Right, bro. Bro choked a man out now. That, that's what we do. He took Braun Strowman and choked him out on TV. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't I don't see anybody that's gonna beat him for the rest of the year. Hey, that that Hobbs and Shaw Roman different. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, can, dude, can we take like, a brief moment to talk about how ridiculous Hobbs and Shaw was? Uh, it was always gonna be because this man, Dwayne, I'm gonna call him Dwayne because it's ridiculous. So I gotta address him by the by the by just first name basis only. This guy, Dwayne, listen, they had a whole motorcade of, of trucks and Jeeps and a whole bunch of vehicles trying to pull down this chopper. And none of it, they couldn't do it. The Rock get up on the truck, take the chain that was connected to the chopper, yanks it down with one arm <laughs> and saves the day. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Look, man, the fast movies are over the top. They always have been. And this is just, it, it's a spinoff. And you have The Rock. So you know you got to take it that much higher in terms of going over the top. And The Rock going to beat Roman ass at Mania. I hope, it, I hope that match is booked. Uh, I don't know, though. I need it. I don't know. I, I think, need it. I think, I think, I think. If we do get it, and hopefully we do, I think Rock is going to take that L, and Roman is going to ascend to the top top of the of the table. Vince better lock Roman down now. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you're going to lose out on him too. Hey, uh, let, let's get into our our final uh, segment. We, we 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 both say Roman going to win, no matter who he face. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move on, man. Um. We got another uh, addition to the Young King's throne. Uh, this past Friday uh, was the 15th anniversary of uh, the legendary Eddie Guerrero's home going. Uh, that's how we say it in the black community. Uh, call it home going services <laughs> instead of funerals. Yep. And, and we have uh, special dinners after the funerals called repast. Never heard that address in any other community uh, but ours. Uh, it's a little black history for y'all. Uh, so it's only appropriate though, uh, we're we gonna knight uh, the legendary of uh, the great Eddie Guerrero to the Young King's throne. So uh, bear with me. 
Uh, I got the typing away <laughs> earlier, so I got a, I got a long little passage. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get through this here very quick. Man, we should have had Vince on tonight. I know, but I, I brought I, me me and Vince were on Smacking the Raw last week, uh, this past week rather. Oh, and, yeah, uh, that's right, that's right. and Vince was a—he uh, was a little hesitant to talk about Eddie. Cause he thought he get in his feelings, but I feel uh, yeah, yeah. I feel him on that. I, dig it. Uh, I, dig it. I, I was the same way. I was the same way. But uh, Eddie Guerrero, man, the youngest of four second-generation wrestlers born to Gory Guerrero, uh, who was one of the founding fathers of the lucha libre style in Mexico. That is a fact. Uh, Eddie, he was predestined to be one of the elites in his field. It just—it just so happened that way. Uh, he debuted in 1986 as Mascara Magica in CMLL. Uh, he remained there until 1992 when he began wrestling for AAA. Uh, here in AAA, he would find success in a stable known as Los Gringos Locos, uh, featured Conan and Art Barr, who's uh, notable for popularizing the frog splash. Um, you know, he passed away. Eddie Guerrero would uh, use the move in memory of his former partner. Uh, and he would win the tag team championships in AAA uh, with Art Bar. During this time, Guerrero, he also made appearances in New Japan. Um, but his big break came in America in 1995 when he won the ECW Television Championship in his debut match for ECW in April 1995. Uh, he also feuded with Dean Malenko uh, during this time frame before both men left for WCW later that year. Uh, he would make his first televised appearance at WCW at World War III in November 95, but he would not achieve any success in the company until December 96 at Starcade. Uh, that's the WrestleMania WCW, if you don't remember. Uh, he defeated DDP to win his first U.S. championship. Uh, after losing the U.S. title, his focus shifted to the Cruiserweight title, uh, which he won at Fall Brawl 97. Uh, he would hold for a month before losing to Rey Mysterio in that classic at Halloween Havoc. Uh, and then he would drop it. Uh, he would actually win it back from Rey Mysterio uh, about a month or two later. So Cruiserweight title it was basically hot potato. Uh, but we got some good-ass matches out of it. Uh, unhappy with the politics in the locker room, uh, Guerrero requested his release in early 2000 subsequently signing with the WWE along with the other members of the Radicals. Uh, he debuted on January 31st, 2000 on Monday Night Raw. Uh, on the night after WrestleMania 2000, Eddie Guerrero won the European Championship with assistance from China. Uh, ooh, hey, uh, I'm getting tongue-tied. That means I've been talking too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, Eddie Guerrero, you know, he had been, you know, he had been scouting China for, for, for a couple months now. She wasn't interested, but uh, she helped oh, him out and so uh, helped him win. Hold on, let me let me let me get through this real quick. He <laughs> she helped him win the European title off of Chris Jericho uh, because she could not resist his Latino heat. It feels so good. What was you gonna say? Uh, I, had to, I had to get I, that sound bite in. Oh my god. But nah, that made me think of. So, did you hear Matt say who he wants to be to the, the current day Eddie in China? Who? He said um, Garza and Nia Jax. <laughs> nah, they tried to, they, remember, remember they tried to do that with Enzo and Nia a couple years ago, though. Yeah, but it was like Enzo. Enzo don't. 
Enzo fizzled out for me after a while. Like that was never gonna hit. Like you can only say how you doing so many times before you just be like, all right, motherfucker, nobody cares anymore. Just stop asking the question. They should do it with Angel Garza and Shayna. Yeah, that that I can get down with. Like I, I, I that would add a whole new like a whole new wrinkle to to Shayna's personality. Yeah, I would love to see that. Uh, during this courtship of uh, Eddie and China, however, uh, Guerrero he uh, he started to to initially develop the lie, cheat, and steal moniker uh, when he defeated China uh, to win his first Intercontinental Championship. He uh, he pinned her on accident, quote unquote, <laughs> in a in a triple threat match. Uh, this partnership eventually ended in late 2000 when Guerrero uh, broke off their engagement and uh, he decided uh, to go with some of Godfather's hoes. <laughs> it's a damn shame. Uh, Guerrero, he would hover around the car throughout the next year before being released, uh, had a stint in rehab in November 2001. Uh, so he was out the company for about five, six months. Um, during this time, he, he competed... Uh, all over the Indies. Uh, and then he also went to New Japan. Uh, but during his time in the Indies, yeah, go go out and look for this one. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it. Uh, triple threat match. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, and CM Punk on the Indie circuit in March 2002. I heard about that. It was a fun little match. CM Punk is green as hell, and uh, Eddie and Ray basically carried the whole match, but you, you can see the little glimpses of what, what made CM Punk great. Right. Um, Eddie Guerrero returned to WWE in April of 2002, immediately regaining the Intercontinental Championship at Backlash. Uh, later on that year, he and his nephew Chavo Jr. Uh, would form Los Guerreros, uh, and they leaned into that lie, cheat, steal gimmick a lot. Uh, had some of the most fire vignettes I've ever seen for a debut in tag team. It was very fun. Uh, they robbed a bait. So. <laughs> You rob a baby, that's an entry. That's this immediately. I'm interested already. Uh they would uh, they would win the tag team championships twice. Uh during that stint, Chavo Guerrero had an injury and uh, Eddie Guerrero won the titles with Tajiri as well during that time. And uh he also had a few more stints with the US title. Uh, however, his greatest moment came in early 2004. Uh, after the 2004 Raw Rumble winner chose to use his title shot on the Raw champion, uh, I worded that intentionally. Uh, Guerrero went a battle royal on SmackDown to earn a shot at the WWE title at No Way Out uh, and reached the top of the mountain, upsetting Brock Lesnar. Uh, I am watching Eddie Guerrero's playlist on uh, WWE Network right now, and that match is currently showing. Uh, very dope match, very great moment. Uh, he won the title at No Way Out, defended it successfully at Mania the next month. Uh, following the loss of his championship that summer, he would uh, hover around the main event scene, but not really getting uh, another opportunity. Uh, he would win his uh, final tag title with Rey Mysterio the next year at No Way Out, uh, losing to Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania, which started a, a streak of a jealous moments. And so in a fit of jealous rage after they lost uh, the titles and they, they lost their rematch, uh, after that, Eddie would turn on yet another partner. Uh, he turned on a lot of tag partners during his time. Turned on China. He turned on Tajiri. He turned on Ray. He didn't turn on Chavico, but turn on everybody. Uh, so he would turn on his partner, Ray Mysterio, eventually revealing he was the father of Mysterio's son, Dominic, 
a running joke that I will continue to, to feed into for the remainder of my days, for the yeah. remainder of Dominic's days uh, on the main roster. When However long he chooses to wrestle, he will always uh, be known as Eddie Guerrero's uh, other son. I don't think he had a son to begin with. He had two daughters. So, yeah, it's his son. Uh, and this will culminate in one of the wildest match stipulations of all time, fighting for the custody of Dominic in a ladder match at SummerSlam, which uh, Guerrero will go on to lose. Uh, unfortunately, following what appeared to be another main event run in the making, uh, Eddie Guerrero will pass away just hours before a SmackDown taping on November 13th, 2005, uh, just days after uh, qualifying for the SmackDown team at Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, man. Sad day, sad day. Uh, Eddie Guerrero goes to be inducted into the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania that following year. And uh, 15 years later, he is inducted into the Young King's Throne. What is your favorite Eddie Guerrero match, Reed? Eddie Guerrero match? Ooh. Oh, man. I got pick any pick any one versus Ray. That's just off the strength of that alone. Um, damn. Uh, I just I looked through so many man. It's crazy. Um, him and Benoit. I like I like the one. I like the one at ECW one night stand, but. You know that that was wasn't the best one. It could have been better. Um, damn man, there's so many. I, special mentions to the one he had against Batista in No Mercy. Mm-hmm. I thought I, it, it had me for a minute. Yeah, I thought he might have won. Oh, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch. Me, uh, saying saying the match with uh. With Ray or Hollow when you have it, it's just too easy. It's a cheat code. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. Uh, one, I, I got, I got two. I got two that, that both happened in 2002. Um, the latter match with RVD on Raw, where where the fan tried to kill Eddie Guerrero mid match. Um, oh my god. And then uh, the no DQ match he had with Edge on SmackDown. I want to say June or July. Yeah, Edge broke his neck that night. For the first time, I think. Really? Is yeah. that when it happened? That was when he landed on he lands on the ladder. That's when he has that. During that power bomb spot. Yep. Okay. I didn't know that because he, he kept wrestling for a few yeah. months after that. I never because yeah, he he, t- he talks about it in like a bunch of documentaries. It's like he land it was the match with Eddie, he lands on his neck, he hears the pop, but I guess he didn't think that it was like Something bad. It had to be that power bomb. Stuff. It was like a. It was, yeah, it was. It was like it was like a little tingle. But he was like, ah, I'll be all right. It's cool. I'm still functioning. But it wasn't until like later on that you know the numbness started, the tingling, and everything like that. So we like realized like, okay, this is something I need to get checked out and see what's going on. These wrestlers are crazy as hell, bro. They are absolutely yeah, wild. Those are probably my two favorite Eddie Guerrero matches. Um, what's your favorite Eddie Guerrero moment? <laughs> oh man so this is the first one that came to mind I could probably think of other ones but uh, during that last that last stretch 
um, when he was with Batista and he was on SmackDown. Uh, what was it? They were supposed to have a tag match. And he, Eddie was getting the massage from the, 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 the chick backstage. Oh, yeah. He's talking about he had a cramp. So Batista shows up later on and he's like, yo, what's going on? Man? Start giving him a massage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, yo, yo. <laughs> but he catches him. He's like, all right, yo, we got a match. Let's go. He's like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. And then he's like, oh, 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 I got a cramp again. He's like, oh, man, Eddie, you look in bad shape. I brought you a doctor. <laughs> the doctor comes in. He looks at all the sweets talking about, hello, Mr. Guerrero. And he's like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> He was like, hey, listen, listen, let the doctor do his job. Set that thing on hey. the table. <laughs> I, ain't said th- I ain't said this in a while. Hashtag Bruce B. Wilder. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Yo, dude started having his way with Eddie. I'm like, yo, what am I watching right there, there's now? No, there's, there's, there's absolutely no way Bruce didn't come up with that. Oh, man, bro. That had me in tears the first one. I'm like, I, oh, I, got, I got a few favorite Eddie Guerrero moments, man. I got a, I got a, I got a mom. Man, oh, oh, oh! I got, I got, I got, I got this one too. This one yeah, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Royal Rumble two thousand five. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> one of mine. Rick Flair's number. <laughs> oh man, that was that, that's one of mine. That's up there. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when he came at the the big show with the Dookie truck. Yeah. <laughs> that one was crazy. Um, the burrito. Yeah. Uh, 2004. It was a house show, and um, this is this, this this is probably one of my favorite moments because I got to see it live as it happened, and there's no video proof of it at all because people didn't really have cell phones and shit back then. Um, it was a uh, let me let me first go find what the match was. I don't remember it exactly. But uh, I, it was it was 2004. It was a house show. So I'm going to do my research right quick. Back in the day. Yeah, man. I got to see Eddie Guerrero. Um, April 11, 2004, Eddie Guerrero uh, defeated JBL uh, for the WWE title at a house show in my city. And uh, actually, Eddie Guerrero only wrestled in my city twice ever. Um, this is the second and last time. But uh, after this match, you know, you know, all the, all the, you know, usually at a house show, the baby faces all come out, and, you know, hit their moves on all the heels and shit. Yeah. So uh, John Cena, he was a U.S. title uh, holder at that time, and uh, and too cool, uh, Rikishi and Scotty too hot, they were the tag champs at that time, and uh, they all danced in the middle of the ring at the end of the show. Yeah, that shit was dope. So that's one of my favorite Eddie memories right there. Uh, Eddie did the salsa and shit. <laughs> John Cena did some shit. John Cena can't dance. No, nah, no, nah, he can't. Yeah. It was like some big ass robot. Rikishi and Scotty did they? They did they spill. So I always wanted to see that. Rikishi and Scotty. in person. Yeah, man. it was dope. It was dope. It was a fun little thing. And uh, I thought I had another Eddie moment, but I guess I don't. I guess when he when he won the title, because I didn't know, I didn't think he was gonna win it, because it was just like they never positioned Eddie Guerrero as a main eventer before. Yeah. So 
when they finally did it, it was just like, he in the title match, he ain't gonna beat Brock Lesnar. That's Brock Lesnar. And I remember I, I, I went on the internet later that night and seeing he had the belt in his hand. I was like, oh, they actually did it. So that's, right. that's when I knew anything could happen in the WWE, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a that's it for me, man. Um, anything else you want to add before we get up out of here? Ooh. Oh, so I'm just seeing this now. And I'm only going to bring this up because you mentioned this when we talked about Zelina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Gabrielle Carteris, who is the actress on Beverly Hills 90210 and the president of SAG, actually reached out to Zelina. That's why I brought up SAG because I saw it. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, yeah. You know, over the weekend. And they like they're not sure what this means going forward, but uh, the thing yeah, SAG always avoided like getting involved with wrestling anyway. Yeah. So I mean, between that and this dude Andrew Yang, the way he been talking, like oh Andrew Yang, full of shit. <laughs> he a politician. He just trying to do it to make himself look better. He he don't got he don't got the interest, the best interest in mind of these people. I'll tell them you them that much right now. Yeah, he you just want them votes. That's it. Once once he realizes, like you know, he finds something better, he find a better toy to play with, then it's it's on that. So indeed. Yeah, man. Um, what else, man? Uh, hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> we will get out of here. Uh, big shout out to uh to versus pro wrestling. I, I did not. Uh, get to attend the show last night uh, because the governor of Nevada uh, issued a stay-at-home order, so uh, yeah. I did not get to go to the show. But they crowned. Uh, they did have the show streaming live on Facebook, and uh, they did crown a new versus heavyweight champion. Shout out to my guy Ricky Mandel. Uh, you know, y'all may be familiar with Ricky Mandel if you watch Lucha Underground. So, shout out to my guy. Uh, yeah, that's it for me, man. You want to plug your social with Reek? Yes, sir. Catch me at Reek Havoc 24 on Instagram and on Twitter. And also go check out the Havoc Hour on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, <clears throat> my last episode is up still with my guy TC talking about, you know, LA forever. The Lakers, the Dodgers, and some other sports going on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a new episode this week, and I'm trying to shift gears a little bit. I'm gonna talk you know some some movies and TV. I still do sports in there too, but I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. What type of movies you talking about, man? Uh, I seen Jackie Chan got a new joint coming out uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing just look at like some some new stuff that's coming out within the next couple within the next couple months next year. Uh, I've been watching The Mandalorian too, so I gotta get on that. Cause this new episode came out was pretty dope. With the like, boss, yeah, yeah. That that actually it actually was better than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. I, I, I haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if if you watch like like the other Star Wars shows and stuff like that, like Clone Wars and Rebels, it'll make more sense. But um, yeah, like this is it, it's it's a better storyline than I thought it was gonna have for her. So I'm with it. I went all the way. Bet, bet. 
So that's wreak havoc two four. Yes, and that's was underscore havoc hour. Yeah, underscore havoc hour underscore. Yeah. And uh your boy, you already know, man. Follow me at tc.fontaine on Instagram. Uh follow Young Kings Wrestling everywhere at YK Wrestling. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thinking about starting a Pinterest. I don't know what I'll post on it. But I heard Pinterest is popping, so I might as well jump into that. Malik, Malik started everything else. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start this new journey <laughs> in new social media. Um follow my guy Malik at Malik.lv. That's one or two K's. Follow that 2K page because you know, to be to be announced, to be determined. Never ends. It never ends. Rush. That's how I'm gonna feel when I finally get access to it. But in the meantime, <laughs> hey, it's been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. If you listen this far, thank you. If you didn't listen this far, I, there's nothing I can say because you, you ain't going to hear it. So it's whatever. TC Fontaine, wreak havoc. We out of here. Go. Go. Ah! Oh, let's do this one more time. <laughs> before I start, before I stop this, let's do this one more time. I'm TC Fontaine with wreak havoc. And we are out of here. Go. Go. I gave you another chance. Listen, listen. Bro, I'm telling you, it doesn't work. The, the timing doesn't line up. Because for me, it sounded like it lined up the first time. Do I got to get it? Like, do I got to do the Drew McIntyre? Uh, Goddamn. The Drew McIntyre <laughs> Playmore countdown. I, I got to. It's like Three, I got to do it like, I gotta two, do like a half a second before. I got to say in a Scottish accent. Three, two, one. Go. Go. Yeah. See, see, now that sounds like I'm doing like a half a second earlier. That's what it is. Hey, it took three tries, but we did. We out of here. <laughs> <laughs>